0: You are listening to Historically, a show where we decolonize history and debunk myths and misinformation taught to you in school and on corporate media. I'm your host, Desha. Today, we have a special guest from Minsk who is here to talk about Belarus, the opposition, and the regime change attempts by the U.S., NATO... Cartel. So, do you live in Belarus?
1: Yes, I am. I'm am in Minsk now.
0: Okay, and just so the audience knows, like, how long have you been in... I've
1: been here for three years, and before I was also living in Belarus, another city, and earlier I was living in Russia.
0: Okay, so uh, after years of silence from the Western media... We're just getting a lot of information about what's going on the ground. So can you explain what happened in around July? There was some issue with various candidates for the presidential
1: election? Well, it started in May. There were, I guess, three candidates. All of them are liberals, but one of them was arrested. It was Babariko. He was a manager in Big Bank in Belarus. Other one other candidate was Tsapkalo. He wasn't also registered as a candidate, he left Belarus now. He's in Europe, I don't know where exactly. And the third candidate was also arrested. It was Tikhanovsky. It's he and his wife Tikhanovskaya. She decided to be a candidate, so and the power authorities registered her as a candidate president.
0: Okay, so then. What happened next?
1: Next, all our liberal forces and also national forces united with Tikhanovskaya. So they created union headquarters, where was Tikhanovskaya, wife of Tsikalo, and one woman from headquarters of Babariko. Three women. So they united, and then they started a campaign for Tikhanovskaya and against Lukashenko.
0: One question, did you know who Tikhonovskaya was before May or June? Like was she prominent at all or was she nobody?
1: She was nobody. Nobody knew about her before. Somebody knew about her husband. Yes, he was a blogger and he was popular among some people. What kind of people if I do you know? Probably no. I don't know. I think they were interested in politics, I think.
0: I I guess does her husband... uh, Okay, so he had a YouTube channel and then he decided to run for president. So now what we see is a lot of information from the Western media that seems very one-sided. So, what is Western media not telling people? By the way, if you need to speak in Russian, go ahead. We can get.
1: Okay, I think it will be better. Uh, so, what Western news don't report of? They don't cover the fact that inside the country there was a coup being prepared and that now they're trying to actually make it true. A liberal government coup. For the past months. Uh, we've been watching how through the liberal media, mostly from Next and Next Alive that operate from abroad, uh, I mean, these channels provide active propaganda, a liberal propaganda that is aimed against Lukashenko, against his politics, for changes, for the so called freedom and democracy, and for the other so called right things. But we can see that those liberal forces are supported by Western and American capitalists. For me and my friends, it goes without saying that behind the scenes, games are led by Western forces, precisely by the USA. In fact, there is dissatisfaction with the current state, with the current quality of living. This cause is being used by the Western forces to remove Lukashenko and to put their own puppet at his place to create a puppet state that would carry out reforms and, in fact, would make Belarus another neo-colony of the West, of the Western imperialism, of the American. Neo-colony, of the Western imperialism,
0: American
2: imperialism.
0: So you mentioned Nexta, which is the Telegram channel that was recruiting a lot of people so i went into that channel too but um what were they saying in that channel like uh, were they just giving news or were they also telling protesters where to go what to do the first,
1: these two channels nexta and nexta live were just highlighting the existing problems in belarus by using outer media sources as well uh, but when the election campaign started, in no time they switched for politics. They started to talk only about politics. And yes, through photo and videos made at the event venue in Belarus, they invited people to join the protests. Well, For example, they would sent invitations for Tikhanovskaya rallies that were conducted before the elections, and after the elections these channels were actively spreading propaganda that would cause people to go out in the streets and protest against the electoral fraud. So practically they convinced people that the elections will be tampered and that we'll have to protest. Then almost every day, if not every single day, the channels at issue Published instructions as to where to go, what to do, how to prepare for the protests. For example, what to wear and what to bring with yourself. So it was clear that the protests all over the country are controlled and directed in a certain way. In a way, there is an exact leader of these protests who instruct people as to do, as to what to do and how Есть to do. Yes, конкретный руководитель этих протестов,
2: который дает инструкции, что и как делать.
0: So I started following the Nexta channel on election day, and I just remember that a lot of the protesters were carrying a different colored flag from the one that is like we see when we Google. What is that flag that they like? So they were carrying a red and white flag, and sometimes there was a white flag in the middle. Can you explain to people what these flags mean for the average... Like, when you look at that flag, what do you think?
2: (laughs) The first association
1: I have is that this flag was in use by fascists at the time of Belarus occupation during World War II. This flag, especially for the previous generations, carries a strong association with fascism, nationalism and occupation. The same flag was adopted by liberals as national uh, when the USSR collapsed and many republics changed their symbols. Many actually changed it for the reactionist symbols. For example, the modern Russian flag is also the one adopted from the fascist allies, Well, the Ukrainian flag, a yellow-blue one, is also a symbol of fascist cohort. Here in Belarus, too, white-red-white-striped flag had been an official one for some time, while the liberals held power. Then Lukashenko seized power and changed the symbolics back to what resembled the Soviet one. Now, as well, this red-white-red-striped flag is used by nationalists and liberals, but in order to confuse people... The liberals spread the misinformation as if this flag wasn't fascist at all. Like, no, it was originally a Belarus flag, carrying meanings of freedom, true identity, independence. To see, they just try to confuse people. But in fact, uh, same as in the years of the World War II, now this flag is hoisted by the reactionists, which don't want any freedom for Belarus, they don't want any independence for Belarus people. They want them to be a puppet of the world
2: imperialism
0: so one question is that it seems like Belarus well you mentioned um imperialism at the end so but it seems like Belarus is different from its neighbors like Lithuania and Poland in that they haven't joined NATO, they're not going to be part of the European Union. So, is the opposition pushing the idea of Belarus joining NATO and joining the European Union?
1: Yes, for many years, the nationalists made clear propaganda to stop being allies with Russia and drift together with the European Union. The possibility of joining NATO as well. In summer, there appeared several websites where a liberal program was published. It was called Reanimation Reform Package for Belarus. Yes, and in this program, they actively encouraged people to terminate any relations with Russia, join NATO and other European organizations. And when Russian media started to analyze this program, it was quickly deleted from the internet, and now the liberal opposition is renouncing this program. Like, no, no, we don't offer any nato alliance or Russian Federation relationship termination because, you know, Belarus people are not stupid, they understand how much we depend on Russia, about 40% of our export goes to Russia, much import as well. And the break with Russia now would mean total economic destruction. So the liberals act cleverly. they renounce the initial program and claim that now they are not against relations. With
2: Russia. хитро. Сначала они публиковали свою программу. теперьь они говорят что нет у них программы нету и они в общемто не очень-то против россии.
1: Пожалста, подпишитесь на наш podcast. Please subscribe to our
0: Substack.
1: Go to historically.substack.com.
0: There
1: you can listen to our podcast
0: and read our,
1: and read our newsletter.
0: I was going to ask you about the <laughs> reanimation reform package and if you've seen the website
1: and what your thoughts were. Да, я видела этот сайт. Yes, I saw this website. Only after it had been deleted. I used Google cache and skimmed through all the pages from that website. In fact, it wasn't a reanimation package at all, rather a fatal shot for Belarus, both economically and politically. This is a plan how to destroy independent so Belarus.
2: Это
0: Yes, and I can confirm that uh, the websites kept on going down. And it it's weird that if you are a part, political party and you don't want people to see your manifesto platform, it's suspicious. So another thing in the Western media they're saying is that there are a lot of protesters. Have you seen any of the protesters from your house or have you looked at the protests?
2: You mean the
1: protests in Belarus? Have I seen them here? Yeah. I live far away from the city center, so I didn't witness any protests here myself. But when I go to Minsk downtown, I see that people make people chains along the road, they hold red-white-red red, stripes flags, flowers, balloons of the same colors, and the passing by cars also signal them, greet them. That's what I saw myself. Um,
0: Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned the flag. You've mentioned the Western media keeps calling them peaceful, but I've seen a video of some of the protesters kicking police officers. There's one where this guy just like jumped off of a truck to make it look like the truck hit him. How much violence is there? uh,
2: Right now
1: we don't see much violence, but from the 9th of August, when the elections were over at night on 9th, there were groupings of aggressive young people who started to attack the police and the governmental buildings. There are witnesses of such attacks. There are a few videos, very few though. Literally, aggression commenced from the opposition side. And by some evidence, we can assume that those were the hired protesters. They were paid to insult the police. Then the police, OMON, special assignment squads, uh, started to counteract. There is arrest people, use brutal force, cause people stood up to themselves and attacked again. This was on the 9th in the evening. Later, on the 10th and 11th, stirred up by the election frauds, they actually took place. Um, people went out on the streets again. There were violent protesters who acted against the government. They built barricades in central areas of Minks. People procured Molotov cocktails, ratchets, bars and other equipment that could be used against the police. We saw that channels like Next Star or Next Live published slogans for violent actions against the police. They used words, we must revenge for those killed or injured. All this was heavily exaggerated. As far as I remember, on the 10th of August, there hadn't still been any dead victims. Meanwhile, the opposition channels claimed there had been already killed people, that the police kills us, commits genocide to us, um, etc. In other words, we can clearly see that all aggression was provoked by the protesters. There were lots of people who wanted to go out for peaceful protests, who didn't want any violence. But paid instigators went out first. They acted very aggressively. Truth to be told, the police, Omon, too caused many unreasonable violence. For example, on the video we can see how they beat up people who are already lying on the ground, which is unacceptable, as for the widely spread facts about the violence in the places of detention, here we can only guess, really. Western media, like BBC, they write that in those places arrested people were suffered from violent acts. But how much of that was actually true? Who's lying, who's not? Uh, пишут, говорят you.
2: о том, что там было насилие в отношении задержанных. Насколько это объективно, сколько там правды, сколько лжи, мы, к сожалению, не знаем.
0: Okay, one thing that confuses me is Svetlana Tikhanovskaya is in Lithuania. So is there somebody in Belarus who is leading the protests? Or what is it they claim that's happening?
1: In Belarus, we don't have any main leader who's in charge of all protests. Or pushes people to certain actions, up to this very moment it's been claimed that the legitimate president of Belarus is now Tikhanovskaya, who is now in fact in Lithuania. At the same time, there's a headquarters of Tikhanovskaya left here in Belarus. Together with other opposition activists, they created a coordinating committee. This committee comprises of almost entirely people with liberal views. Some of them have just demeaned themselves in front of the Belarus nation. For example, this female writer Svetlana Alekseyevich, who wrote tons of defamation about Belarus and won Nobel Prize for that. So this coordinating committee was created in order to execute the shift of authority from Lukashenko to Tikhanovskaya. Now we can see that the Quarters started to do their job. They conduct meetings, trying to make a dialogue with the uh, current state.
2: Начал свою работу. Они проводят заседания и пытаются наладить диалог с действующей властью.
0: So it seems like they were trying to organize a strike, but they only wanted a strike on state-owned enterprises and not private businesses can you talk about
1: that yes we hear appeal for strikes every day moreover it's especially stressed that we need to go on strikes at the state-owned enterprises so as to push the regime as they say to put the current state under pressure this idea about the strikes was implanted in people's heads at the beginning or in the midsummer. At that time, Nexta or NextaLive made several notes that some big corporations were preparing for the strikes. Then after the elections, this idea started to appear in these channels more frequently. That is the organizer and the main nurser of the protests was their position again. Now the liberals keep supporting the protesters by offering them legal and financial help help with the job finding in case of fires after the strike. Well, they encourage the protesters. The strike has only political meaning, that's what is being constantly told, but these strikes are of interest only to the liberals. They argue for Lukashenko impeachment, violence stop, although there is no violence now, and freedom to the political prisoners. Who is seen as a political prisoner is not very clear. For example, Babariko, banker who is a real criminal, is deemed as a political prisoner.
2: Wait, I thought the
0: banker was in prison still. Yes,
1: he's still in prison.
0: Uh, okay. Um, and did you see the Facebook page of the people from Hong Kong, Ukraine, Bolivia? Like, who are the type of people that are supporting these um, protesters?
1: Yes, I've seen those Facebook pages and other social media. It's evident that those... Support the protests in Belarus are related to the reactionists. The same people who backed up Ukrainian Ma- Maidan or Hong Kong protests, liberals abroad, yes, they back up Belarus protests as well.
0: Okay, so does Belarus have minerals, any important resources for capitalists to watch?
1: We We have have potassium salts reserves. Uh, Belarus is quite a huge player in the market with its potassium salts. Apart from that, we are not rich with minerals. What's important is that through Belarus goes a gas pipeline from Russia to the West. It can be potentially valuable for the European countries that buy Russian gas. So...
0: Are you saying that they're trying to build a a connection from which countries? I'm
1: sorry, for the gas pipeline? This gas pipeline already exists. It goes from Russia to the West. So I understand now. So
0: for foreign people or people in America who just don't know where to get good information on Belarus, is there a place you suggest that they look instead of, say, CNN or BBC?
1: Unfortunately, we don't have any major web resource where we could upload objective information about Belarus events. We do have several Telegram chats that have been created recently by Belarus Marxists. There, you can get more or less objective information about what's going on here and about what Marxists suggest uh, we do about the current situation in the country.
0: Okay, and um, we're going to put the links of these Telegram channels in the description box so that people can get first-hand news instead of second-hand news. So, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything that you'd like to say that I have not asked about?
2: Это то, что в сейчас происходит столкновение интересов
1: i add one more important thing to this interview. We witness how two bourgeois groups clash with each other in Belarus now, national bourgeois and, for some extent, Russian one, with Chinese at their side too. And from the other side, there are Western bourgeois and America. Uh, the two opposing political blocs pursue their own interests on our ground, in our country, we now see how Russia slowly starts to help the current Belarus government and try to push back liberal propaganda. Although we understand that in Belarus there is a capitalist economy. In Russia, there is too a capitalist economy. No powers nowadays represent worker class interests. They are but a token money in this fight. It's important to understand, both inside and outside Belarus now, that nobody supports interests of those who actually create all the wealth on Earth: people of labor. They only back up men of property in Belarus or those who would like to conquer it, be it west or east. There is the big, dirty political game. But Belarus becomes
2: just it's a small большая, игра, народ, вот
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on, and I will be seeing you in the chat, and we will try to get this as soon as possible. So um have a good evening. Thank you, Isha, for this interview. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, thank you. Bye. you too. Bye. Music for this show is done by RecTech. You can find him on SoundCloud and on Spotify. W-R-E-C-K-T-E-C-H. And thank you for listening to our show.